Hi, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm your co-host, Anna. And this is your co-host, Chaitanya. And today on Bloggy Business Owner Podcast, we'll be discussing how to support your health as a blogger, both physical and mental. And this is episode 9. Podcast may contain an affiliate link, meaning we get a small commission if you decide to make a purchase using our link at no additional cost to you. Please read the disclosures in the show notes for more info. Yeah, and neither Chaitanya or I are medical physicians or psychiatric or any of that. So none of this is advice. Um, If you have uh, needs uh, that fit those categories, please see a professional. And we are not those. So these are not recommendations. Uh, These are our opinions and what has worked for us. Now, as bloggers, we talk about SEO and how to get your mailing list running and so forth. And really, all of that takes a toll on our body and our mental health because our work requires us to be in front of the screen, engaging online and in person sometimes. And it just it it can take a toll on us. And I think that, you know, every listener is going to resonate with that. If you're not used to being in front of a screen, even a little bit of exposure will start to take a toll on you, either physically or mentally. And so today we want to talk a little bit more about how to support your physical and mental health, especially as bloggers. Blogging can be a time-consuming activity. It is important to support your own mental and physical health while you're pursuing your endeavors in blogging. Um, It can get pretty tricky to strike a balance between productive work life and good health at the same time. But it is really essential to make the effort and time to take care of ourselves. Self-care has to be intentional. As Stephen Covey said, the key is not to prioritize what's on your schedule, but to, pri- but to schedule your priorities. Yeah, so take some time in your day to prioritize your mental health and your physical health. And we're going to share some tips with you today that you could implement, but it is not an exhaustive list. And we absolutely encourage you to comment on the comment section and let us know how you are working through uh, your physical and mental health as a blogger. So what is physical or I'm sorry, what is mental wellness and why is it important? Well, the World Health Organization defines mental health as a state of well-being in which an individual realizes his or her own abilities, can cope with the normal stresses of life, can work productively, and is able to make a contribution to his or her community. The benefits of mental health are tons, influences your thoughts, your behaviors, and the choices that you make. So it's really crucial to have mental health. It also helps you be happier, more productive, and a more successful blogger because you're able to celebrate those parts of your business that you know, that are going great and even the growing pains. So five benefits of mental fitness for bloggers include the enjoyment of life. So that's being able to pull away from your work and embedding those life moments that are happy and being able to engage with them. So whether that means going for exercise or uh, finding some enjoyable task, good mental health allows you to dip into enjoyment of life. Another benefit of uh, 
looking out for your own mental fitness is um, you can recover from setbacks pretty quickly so as you are a business owner and a blogging business owner you'll often have setbacks or times when there is a downtime for you either on your blog or either in your personal life and you might have to deal with these kind of setbacks it is very critical for you, your business and for yourself to recover from these setbacks to bounce back from these setbacks and difficulties you need to have some self compassion if you work on your mental fitness alongside with your blog the next time you run into some troubles while running your blogging business you'll be able to face it with a clear mind and rational thinking and we all know that stress is involved in blogging whether that is losing subscribers having a lot of cold subscribers or just keeping up with the day to day uh stress is a part of our job and that's what it is and i think it's part of everybody's job whatever it is but for bloggers i feel like it's more intertwined because you could be blogging all day and uh it could take over your life so having good mental fitness helps you to cope with those stresses whether they're big or they're small but you're able to cope with them and and understand them or see them in a different way taking care of your mental fitness would also help you set to set fulfilling goals for yourself and for your business uh goal setting is a very important part of every business it, that includes blogging these goals can help you motivate yourself towards self improvement and be realistic about the goals that you can actually achieve to set clear goals you need to feel optimistic and hopeful for what's going to come if you're not feeling at your best it can be really challenging uh, to view the future and to set uh, compassionate goals for yourself and as a blogger you are making and man- maintaining relationships whether it's in your physical life or your personal life or it's online you're always reaching out for connection and for maintaining those relationships and at some point it does become a lot of connections and a lot of engagement and so good mental health helps you to set those boundaries and to be able to fully engage when it comes time to have a relationship and connect with people and to fully immerse yourself into that conversation and into that moment so now the next point is what is needed for a person to be mentally and physically healthy i'm going to read a little part of the blog just because i i like the way that it's summarized and i i don't want to botch it so it says the factors that affect mental health can be broadly grouped into the structural community and individual elements the structural aspect relates to structures around us such as the environment and access to resources The community factor connects to a positive sense of belonging and a feeling of community. Individual factors include things like how we cope with stress and the social skills we have. So, let's think about our mental health. Some of the things that you might be asking is are there any areas that you could improve? Uh for example, with structural factors, uh perhaps it's your workstation. Maybe you need to have a calmer workstation where you can sit down and start working and not have distractions. Uh maybe it's finding connections with people that are like-minded and that understand what you're going through. So maybe joining a Facebook group or jumping on a call with a fellow blogger and talking about 
you know, your celebrations and your growing pains as well. Physical health is also just as important as mental health. Physical health and mental health usually go hand in hand to, with each other and complement each other. It is essential to have proper sleep. Sleep affects both physical and mental health and can affect your access to enjoyable activities. Practice a proper sleep hygiene, a sleep routine, by keeping your bedroom dark, quiet, and avoid the temptation to check electronic devices like your phone just before you go to sleep. Along with that, think about hydration, uh, eating healthy, exercise, and positive relationships that can carry you through the day. So here are some quick and easy, simple ideas that you can do throughout the day to help you stay more mentally and physically fit. So taking stretch breaks during the day, um, I know that I have my putty near my desk. And so whenever I feel like my wrists are getting a little bit cramped, I grab my putty and I start to uh, pull it apart or make uh, balls out of it and just kind of get my wrist to stretch a little bit more, even take a walk, uh, maybe listen to something while I'm cutting fruit <laughs> our vegetables getting lunch ready so just building those uh, healthy habits into my day we need to prioritize our sleep too uh, that means like having a good sleep hygiene and sleep routine uh, that you follow every day and you don't disrupt it too much you try to keep it consistent prioritize the, your tasks. So just look at your schedule and see which ones are the most important to you. And we'll, we're going to talk a little bit more about prioritizing tasks, but you know more about what tasks are most important. And so looking at that and having an enjoyable task every day. So embedding something in your day that you're looking forward to. I know for Chaitanya and I, every morning we go for a bike ride and we absolutely love it. And that is something that is embedded into our day. And we wake up every morning knowing that we're going to go for that bike ride. And I really enjoy it. And I think it really helps us start off the day. You also need to be mindful about embedding some sort of relaxation in your day. It could be something as simple as like a two minute meditation. It could be a spa routine that you like. Or it could be like going for a walk, going for a swim, stuff like that. So have some relaxation embedded into your day. You also would want to consider contributing to your local community just to have that social interaction once in a while. Yeah, thank you. And your community can mean tons of things. It could be your community online. It could be your community like in your home. It could be in your building. It could be in your neighborhood. So whatever community means to you. Uh, that So we know that working in social media um, can take a toll. And here's six steps to protect your mental health because social media can be overwhelming. It, it is uh, a fascination to look at your stats and just kind of keep up with the content and make sure that you're posting and make sure that your strategy is working and replying to it, it's just so overwhelming. And there are ways to kind of help yourself so that social media isn't such a toll in your day. So one of that is to make a manageable schedule. So making a manageable schedule means prioritizing the task and managing those tasks with your energy level. So some people might say that they're more productive in the morning and um, 
better able to have challenging conversations, make deals and have just better writing and more inspiration. And so that if that's for you, then, uh, you know, putting all those tasks in the morning might work better. Other people say that at nighttime, they're more creative. And so maybe recording a podcast at night might be something that works for your schedule more. Organizing tasks to help you reach success in Uh, is monumental and different tasks are often best done at certain times of the day. So identify what works best for you and what time of day your energy level matches up. Sometimes after lunch, it's very common to feel groggy and sleepy. I know that's at least for me and I'm so grateful that I get to take that nap. But after that nap, I usually still feel a little sleepy. So for me, scheduling a call or just scheduling pins or uh, writing captions is usually something that matches my energy level, something that I can do without a lot of uh, mental energy to put into it. And I still feel like I'm being successful and productive. So here's a tip. Look at your schedule and spread out heavy tasks throughout the week on days where you have less time and patience. Schedule tasks that do not require great focus, such as scheduling pins. And I know that this is like really different. Uh, Like every, I can't say like every Monday is the same for me. I think some Mondays are similar, but not all Mondays are the same. I feel like throughout the month, there is different like energy, even throughout like the weeks. I don't think every week is usually the same. And so I think also being mindful of that and, and being mindful of the things that you have to do in your life, right? So if you have children and, you know, making space for them and making space for uh, doing things that you enjoy, uh, such as like in the house, I usually do the cooking and the cleaning. And I that's really helpful for me because I get to step away and do something else that doesn't require a ton of thinking, uh, but it, it allows me to tap into my senses. Like I I touch and I smell and I taste and for me that's enjoyable and I'm able to build that into my day and I know that I'm, I'm very lucky to be able to do that and work from home. Uh, so find your space and find what works for you. Another tip to protect your mental health while working on social media is to monitor your screen time. Time is a very precious resource. As a blogger, how you use your screen time can influence your income. Since your screen time is related to your blogging revenue, it makes sense to be mindful of your screen time activities. It's been researched that screen time across the board has generally risen with views on Instagram Live doubling in one week and Facebook and Instagram seeing a 40% increase in usage recently. Bloggers often use their screen time to write posts, monitor their posts, gather analytics, and make changes to their website, social media, and a lot more tasks. While monitoring the amount of time you spend in front of a screen is essential, reflecting on how you spend your time is more critical. Take notes of the tasks that you're doing and see how much time is being spent on these tasks. Ask yourself these questions. If I do this task at a different time, will I finish the task faster? What are some of the distractions that can be removed while doing the task? 
Is there a program or software that can be used to get this task done quickly or possibly automated so that you don't have to do it at all? Can I outsource this task and spend time on something that's more substantial? Or I could hire someone to just do these things for me. Yeah, thanks for saying that. So I think as a blogger, I've, um, like I said, I do have the convenience of staying home and working from home. And I still value my time and I still don't want to work all day. And I thought about as I've been growing with blogging business owner, I've been thinking about how can I optimize my time because there's so many things that need to be done, so many things to be learned. And honestly, like there is enough time, but there's not enough energy. And I do not want to put my mental health at risk. Uh, I want to make sure that I'm focusing on myself before the business uh, realistically. And I hope that that's uh, the same outlook for you. And so making sure that I'm monitoring my screen time is one of those things that I prioritize. And I have to say, like some of the changes that I've made have really helped me. Like when I was thinking about social media and I was engaging with it. And um, as I mentioned before, I tried doing manual posting for all the platforms for a little while. And even though I really enjoyed it, it was like all I was doing. And so that was not helpful. I'm glad I had that experience. Uh, but, you know, those couple of days were not enjoyable at all. And so I've been able to use things like recur post and coming up with strategies so that I am uh, recycling content, but also doing it in a genuine way. And I encourage you to do the same thing. Look at those things that are taking up your time and that you know, or think that they really shouldn't and reflect on them and think about if maybe you could outsource it or have AI help you out. I, I think that just thinking about how can I make this better for myself, just the thought relieves some of that stress. And so I encourage you to look at your schedule and look at where your time is going and and think about how you can help your mental health um, most. Our third tip is to take regular breaks from your desktop. And I hope you are using a desktop. Uh, I see a lot of people working on their laptops and uh, that just is, is for the amount of time that bloggers spend online, uh, you know, try to find a way so that the laptop can help you either raising it or just other strategies. Uh, but yeah, just using the laptop with the pad that it comes with, I, it's, it, it could really hurt you in the long run. And again, this is not medical advice, but uh, at least for me, I, I, I did have a lot of trouble like with my wrist and it, it just wasn't helpful. Um, so take regular breaks, even if you are on desktop, uh, make sure that you know, every 40 minutes or so you are taking some type of break. And I know that's really difficult because you can't really do much in 40 minutes and 40 minutes goes by so fast, especially when you're in a flow of writing and you can't, you don't really want to step away. Uh, 40, you don't want to interrupt it, but just taking a really short break, whether that is just saying a small uh, poem or a small reflection or just closing your eyes and moving your neck around, uh, just whatever is a break for you. Uh, just be mindful that your your body needs some care as well. And 
a tip is that, you know, before you take that break, if it helps you, right, if it's kind of a longer break, like a five minute break, which is to take notes on where you left off. That way, when you come back to do it, um, to continue the task, you're not wasting time thinking, what did I do? What were my thoughts before? Uh, That could be a time sucker for sure. So take some notes and whatever that means, if you're recording your voice taking notes, if you're using your phone, if you're using a notepad, whatever that means to you. I know that for me, I am still working on my workflow. And so any quick notes that I can come back to immediately, I take them on a notepad. Like I I won't walk away from them and then hope that they're there just because things get lost. And I am notorious for just like leaving my notepads and I I just hate doing that. So I've switched to smart notepads because (laughs) I leave them everywhere. And at least that way, even if I don't know where they're at, I have my app and I can like quickly look up my last uh, note. Uh, But other things that I do is I just keep it on on Google Keep. I take my notes on there and I uh, just check things off as I go. And that's usually really helpful for me or What I love to do on like my blog post is I usually write them on a Word doc. I'm I'm sorry, not a Word doc. um, Yeah, right. A Google doc. Mm -hmm. And I leave comments. I say things like, oh, add a button here, add an affiliate link here, add whatever it is. And I tag myself on it. So it sends me an email and I can remember that there's something on that that I need to address. And so whatever works for you. But when you step away like at the end of the day, have whatever you need for the next day ready uh, to go so that you can just start your day on a good foot. So if that means you're going to be writing a blog post about a review of a book, have that book ready so that you can make those uh, connections. If you're going to be filming or you're going to be recording yourself, have that set up, have the mic up, have the video or the tripod up. If you know you're going to be doing certain things, have a playlist ready for you to play so that you can put on your headphones and get right to work and clean your workspace so that when you come back the next day, you're not overwhelmed by all the things that you were doing uh, the day before. And I know that some people, that's their organization style. So if this doesn't apply to you, that's okay. Uh, I have a brother who his organization is stacking He doesn't like really believe in like having things in the cupboards. I mean, he does have like cups and stuff, but um, everything is just stacked up and it's just like, like books, but not on a shelf, like they're on the floor and they're just on top of each other and you have to like navigate the room through these stacks of stuff. (laughs) And to me, that sounds just horrible. But for him, it's the way that he, you know, processes. And he's able to find things. And I I don't know how he does it, but he's able to find things. He's also an artist. So I'm not an artist. So maybe that's why we think a little bit differently. But whatever it is for you, uh, find how you organize yourself best so that you can get into that rhythm right away without having to stop and pause and think about what was I going to do and then, you know, turn on YouTube and waste three three hours. Tip number four is managing notifications. 
Managing distractions around your workspace is always is not always possible. Some bloggers have the luxury of spending dedicated time on their blog while others are juggling multiple blogging tasks at the same time. Certainly all distractions cannot be limited or managed but some can be. As best as you possibly can identify some of the distractions that you can eliminate or reduce. One big distraction that can be r- reduced while you're blogging is social media. Around 50% of the world's population uses social media and the average internet user spends around 6 hours and 43 minutes online each day. Wow, 6 hours and 43 minutes, that's a lot. The first step to cutting down on your social media usage Uh, is to silence your notification silencing notifications can do wonders for you to improve your focus on the tasks that you want to work on having fewer distractions will keep you dedicated on the task at hand by focusing and committing to doing one thing at a time you are less likely to make mistakes and might even complete the task more quickly sometimes distractions can be in our minds In those cases just write down what's on your mind to reduce your men- mental burden. Have a special designated place to write down your thoughts. It could be an online post-it like a Google Keep, adding tasks to your plan, or merely adding comments to your own writing while you're working on the blog. Keep a piece of paper and a pen Uh, near your workstation when you get distracted by an idea in your mind simply jot it down then push it out of the out of your mind and focus on the task that you were fo- uh, working on once you are done with the task you are working on come back to this piece of paper and see if the previous thoughts are action- actionable and you could add more ideas to your writing thanks for saying that to us and i want to hear uh what you do chaitanya but For us or for me, I cannot tell you what my ringtone is because my phone is consistently silent and I just I don't pick up the phone and I'm comfortable with letting the phone ring and me continuing a conversation. And I know that sounds like horrible, especially uh, I used to do that in my office at work. I would be having a conversation and the phone would be ringing and people would ask, "Don't you have to get that?" <laughs> and i felt horrible uh but honestly it's just like a dist- if i'm engaging with you i want to give you my full attention and if i'm getting a email alert and answering the phone which which was a constant for me uh just i in a simple six hour day i would get about 400 emails that were targeted at me most of the time and were like needing my attention it wasn't like those passive emails of you know this is today's bulletin or you know it, no they were actually asking questions and engaging and so it, it was just so much engagement uh that it, there was things that i had to pick right like will i prioritize my t- my in person time with you or the email that is not you know immediate so i think that it's important for you to choose those battles of course i've had to learn our you know along the way of you know there's some there's some calls that i need to take there's some emails that i need to respond to immediately and so there's some workarounds that i've done to that but i think for the most part uh my friends and family know that i don't answer my phone 
and they're completely okay with that. They know that, you know, I'm not in danger, nothing's happening. Um, they usually, we usually share like our location and just like different things that we're doing. And so, uh, that's kind of sporadic throughout the day. I'll respond when I get a chance. They'll respond when they get a chance and we'll go months even without, you know, on the same conversation. And we're just like kind of contributing to it whenever we get a chance. And we're completely okay with that because we know that our lives are just always in transition, right? And so I think just making sure that you kind of know, you know, where you stand. I know that engagement is so important and I love connecting with you on social media and on email. I love that. Uh, but just know that I don't have any notifications set up on purpose uh, because I just I I just can't interrupt my day. It, it's just it for me. I, I really value that time and I want to give you that uh, interaction and engagement. And for me to you know pull away from something, I I just can't multitask. That's just something I I just can't do. And I sometimes try and it's just, it, it doesn't work for me. There's different things that I do. And, and if you want to know all the little hacks that I make <laughs> so that I am productive and I am actively responding to those things that are very urgent, uh, let me know and I will be happy to list those down. Uh, but those are just some things that I do to kind of keep myself, just my mental health. Oh, one more thing before I hand it off to Chaitanya. So you know how most schedulers need you to engage on your phone to post like a story like an Instagram story you know how like it's not automated I mean it is automated on Storito but on most other schedulers it's not automated you have to like get on the phone and put it on yourself so I tried to do this like I was scheduling my stories in advance and all that stuff did not work for me and the main reason it didn't work for me was because we still kind of have to set up like what time of day is the best for us to go for those bike rides and like kind of look at our schedule. Like we're always thinking about like our sleep schedule and things like this. And so we haven't landed on a specific time. And for me, I mean, there's a range, right? And <laughs> the range isn't like tons of hours apart. But for me, it was it was important for me to engage or to post a story in the morning. And so because I didn't know exactly when that was going to be, I would set the alarm for like two in the morning and it's always on silent that way. So when I wake up, it's ready for me, right? So whenever I wake up and get ready to post, it's ready for me to go. But what I found is that I just, I just get like this overwhelming amount of stress because in the morning I turn on my phone to see what time it is or whatever it is. And I already see a notification. So I already start working and it, like in my mind, I didn't like that. And so I just stopped doing that because it was making me stress out <laughs> and my engagement with stories and all that, it, it hasn't depleted. I'm still posting uh, twice a day with stories or with those, you know, like new features. Uh, and it, it hasn't hurt me in any way uh, because I, I do do it kind of in that, you know, two hour range or whatever it is. Uh, so anyways, Chaitanya, um, how do you manage notifications and, and how do you keep that, you know, mental health uh, for yourself? Yeah, for me, managing notifications is pretty simple. If it's like any sort of social network, it's probably like turned off. I don't even see the notifications. <laughs> so for me, it's pretty simple. I prefer not to engage much on social media and there are good reasons for that. Usually it's just a distraction from what I actually want to do. 
what I'm focusing on. Like for example, if I'm in the mood to go for a bike ride, why should I be looking at the phone for a comment on Twitter or something like that? I don't really need to look at that when I'm really wanting to go outside and ride a bike. So that's that's the same for all the tasks that I do when I'm on my computer and I'm playing games. I don't want to look at other social media when I am on my computer and actually working or writing code. Um, I don't want to look at social media too. Even like uh, notifications like email, uh, if you're using any messaging programs, I usually block out all those because if I'm focused on a task, uh, I really want to focus on the task and not be distracted by other things. And um, what I have observed is my execution speed has gone up significantly as I have controlled the notifications. So like for example, if Something was probably taking me an hour before would probably be done in like half an hour because I'm not distracted. So, yeah, that's my strategy. Uh, no notifications. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. And the next tip is making time for the things you enjoy. And honestly, when I first heard about this, I thought it was kind of bonkers. And it was hard for me to wrap myself around the idea of scheduling fun time it was kind of weird because you're like in some sense for me as a, you know, like supposedly I was being like productive, right? Um, it just didn't make any sense. Like, what am I getting out of this? You know, just so many questions. And after some time, I really learned how to value scheduling fun time for yourself every day. So something that you're looking forward to, and it could be so simple. It could be a piece of chocolate. It could be uh, ordering your favorite meal from a restaurant. It could be having a lunch date or maybe connecting with your friends on whatever social media network you use or whatever app you use to connect with them. Um, it could be just scheduling a music break and just having the playlist ready so that you can listen to music and kind of just go into that a little bit. Or like Chidania was saying, doing something like that's exercise related. For us, we tried tons of things. We tried ice skating, um, uh, cloud watching, uh, yoga, swimming. <laughs> like we tried so many things and we love swimming. Uh, but right now during the closure, uh, the pools are not accessible and the ocean is very cold <laughs> and we don't really want to invest in uh new wetsuits in new wetsuits and so that's just like not something we're gonna do right now uh but thankfully we've been able to go on a bike ride every morning and that's just something that we love to do uh and that's something that we look forward to every morning and thank goodness we get to do it every morning and sometimes in the evening too and you can also do this with your online community so if you like going on live and then that's something that you could do go on live and uh connect with people directly and get their messages and respond to those questions respond to comments and emails and you know that's kind of more a more passive way more introverted way of connecting and that's definitely one way that we do it uh, review feedback and draft your content calendar. Uh, so maybe you might be working with um, with your subscribers uh, to learn about, you know, what would they be interested in learning next? And so that might be something that you might be engaging with. Um, writing a thoughtful message to someone. I know that for me, this always took like time to get used to. And 
it, it still takes time, right? To at the end of the day, think about what gave me that sunshine today? What really stuck out to me today? And then writing a personal letter and saying, hey, thank you so much for doing this, for doing that. I remember every time I would give my handwritten letters, I would give it in like my personal stationery and I would pull, I would put my seal wax on it and then I would deliver it in a, in a little see-through envelope. It looks so cute. I, I really loved it. And people I remember would be so stunned and just like so grateful, not only because they're receiving kudos, but just because I just put so much thought into it. And I remember that I, it did take some time to kind of like, kind of reflect on my day and say, okay, what, you know, so many good things happened today, but I am also like really stressed out and just like overwhelmed and just done with my day. So I kind of don't want to, <laughs> don't want to think about anything anymore, but you know, just ending the day with gratefulness, uh, I think was really helpful. And, and that was a conscious effort that I made and I continue to do so. Uh, and it has gotten easier as far as, you know, being able to just get into that mindset. Uh, so if that's something that you like to do, and I know that now that we're like online, (laughs) I'm not giving my stationery. Uh, but you know, I, I try to find thoughtful ways. The most thoughtful way that I have found now is leaving, um, an audiogram or a little voice message for people on Instagram saying, you know, how much I love their content or thank you for connecting or the follow, whatever it is, um, just something that really touched me um, about our connection. And, and that has been something that has been like, just a nice way to embed into my into my day. Hey, it's Anna. And the newsletter is open right now at bloggingbusinessowner.com slash newsletter. My newsletter is the most comprehensive service for blogging business owners. Each week, the newsletter focuses on strategies, features, and the benefits for online businesses. The Blogging Business Owner newsletter is the number one way that I get to connect with you each week. Having the newsletter is what drives traffic to my site every single day. So dive in now at bloggingbusinessowner.com slash newsletter. Bloggingbusinessowner.com slash N-E-W-S-L-E-T-T-E-R. That's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash newsletter. So as you know, I have been in the podcasting space for some weeks now, and I have been very lucky to produce successful episodes. If you want to hear more episodes, go to bloggingbusinessowner.com slash podcast. Access the one stop to subscribe to your favorite platform and connect with us online. That's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash podcast. We talked about organizing our workspace so that we can be more productive and take care of our physical health. Uh, We want to talk a little bit more about that. The way you organize your workspace is called as ergonomics. And the way you uh, have your workspace organized strongly influences your productivity on the task at hand. Ergonomics focuses on the work environment. The aim of ergonomics is to prevent injuries that come from chronic discomfort 
or repetitive movements. For bloggers, generally, you spend a lot of time uh, sitting and pumping out content and your whole body could get compromised in uh, this sort of an environment. Usually, you hear about complaints such as back aches, neck soreness, wrist pain, dry eyes, and other common symptoms. Ergonomics helps in fixing these issues uh, with your workspace. Making small tweaks to your work environment can help you make uh, can help you feel a lot better at your work, not just physically but also mentally. Taking this step to address your workspace ergonomics is a fundamental step towards caring for your body and your mind and keeping yourself healthy while you blog. If you want to go on this journey towards um, building an ergonomic setup for yourself while you're blogging, we have some suggestions. So look at your monitor height. Make sure that it's aligned with your line of vision. So one of the worst things you can do for your neck and for your shoulders and your back and just like it impacts everything is like looking down for a ton of time. Like if you're looking at a laptop, even if you kind of put the screen up, you still have to look down. And that's just like not a natural way that your neck is supposed to be for like long time. And so that will really hurt your neck or also like some people I know they put their monitor like up on the wall and they they're like looking up with like their chin up. And that's also not something that your neck is used to for a long time. And so make sure that your screen is at eye level. I know that for us, um, I learned this because I had a hand injury. And so I went through some training and, and they wanted to make sure that my home setup was set up or ergonomically. And so I had to take pictures and all that stuff. And so one of the things that we found out was that uh, my chair was too high up. And so I, even though I had a desktop or a PC, I was looking down at it like slightly. And so they were saying, yeah, this is going to hurt you, even though, you know, we're just looking at your wrist for now, all these strains are connected. And so what we did is we bought some we bought a bigger screen, first of all. And then the next thing is that we lifted the screen up and pulled the chair down so that uh, the screen was more aligned with my eyesight. And so just kind of look at that make sure that I, I thought I had a good setup, honestly, at my house. And I learned that it, it just wasn't optimal, uh, especially for the long periods of time that I was spending. Another important aspect of your ergonomic workspace is uh, looking at your chair and how it supports your work. Your office chair should be very comfortable and supportive. Uh, it should probably be height adjustable and come up, and it should have like uh, basic supports like lumbar supports, uh, armrests, and it should have like really good cushioning. If you don't have good cushioning on your chair, I, I would probably recommend you to get some extra cushioning that you could apply to your chairs. Adjustability of your chair is a really awesome thing because you can make the chair fit for your needs and you can adjust the height according to your ergonomic setup for, for example, monitor. If you want your monitor to be at your height level, you could probably raise your chair if the monitor is too high or if the monitor is too low, you could probably lower the height of your chair. Also, ideally, when you're seated, your knees should be at a right angle with your feet flat on the ground. So I'm, I'm 
I'm 5'3", and I know now my chair is like so it, it's the lowest actually that you can go on a chair because we don't have an adjustable desk and actually Chaitanya and I we share a desk so and he's taller than me so that that's just something that we have to work with and I lowered my chair all the way down thankfully it, you know it works for me but sometimes I like I need something to rest my feet on and so I have a footrest that I rest my feet on because it I, it does help me with just staying online longer uh, but so I also have a stand that I sometimes use not not so much anymore I used to use it more for calls or I used to spend tons of times on calls and so I would use the stand and I would have a mat underneath so that I had like some cushion on my feet and the stand was so that I could just stand up and, and be on that call right I didn't like always have to be typing or typing wasn't like so much and so all I had to do was just kind of be on the call. <laughs> and so um, having those ways to kind of shift around, if you're able to get an adjustable desk, uh, definitely do that. I've had one in the past and it was super fun. Um, I usually did all my work standing and that I just like that tons. Uh, but you know, now now it's a different setup. But if you can go ahead and do it. The next one is an ergonomic keyboard. And this could be a little weird. I think I've, I've tried this in the past and it was kind of like kind of odd for me and maybe I just have to get used to it but getting a good keyboard that supports you uh, they usually say like you have to have your arms like at a 90 degree level or 90 degrees so that you know so your wrists aren't like um, that repetitive motion uh, and so that ergonomic keyboard kind of helps with that so that you are not straining your wrist or your you know everything else that comes with that and so making sure that you're also paying attention to those um to those areas so here's a tip um i have put together a list of tools that i use to keep myself healthy and some of my favorites include a vertical mouse and a large monitor and i'll go ahead and link those in the show notes and also in the blog post so that you can get access to that and kind of see what works for you and check out uh, just different tools um that could be pretty fun when you know when this is the first time that you're looking at ergonomics um like it is for all of us. So now let's address some uh, frequently asked questions that we have seen. And um, we have some tips for those questions. How do I limit my social media screen time? If you find yourself checking your social media continuously throughout the day, uh, we can understand that. Social media sites can be really addictive. In fact, they are designed in such a way that you are probably addicted to them. However, it's not uh, in the best interest for your productivity and for your productivity for your blogging. Limit the time that you end up spending on social media sites through apps. You could use an, an another app that helps uh, with limiting time on other apps by specifying time limits and stuff like that. Now, another frequently asked question is you know, just feeling lonely as a blogger and how do you connect with others because it is an online space um, and it could be sort of isolating. So some of the things that you can do is, you know, especially now in shelter in place is that you can find groups like on Facebook. Facebook groups are, you know, they're, they can be active. And so finding a community and someone to talk to, even joining um, 
some type of mastermind group, even if you have to pay to meet people and to kind of join in, um, that's something that you can do as well. You can go on Meetup uh, and find other people that you can connect online, right? So that you're keeping yourself healthy as well. We don't want you to expose yourself to, um, you know, any unnecessary risk at this time. The next question is, how can I make my workspace more ergonomic? Looking at your setup, I mean, really look at it objectively. Look at, you know, if the screen is at the correct height, think about your wrist, think about your back, just think about like your whole body as a whole. Uh, If you work a nine to five and your work is about being online, you might want to check in and see if maybe they can give you like a ergonomic check of your kind of your setup and that might be something really great for you so that you kind of have like a separate pair of eyes looking at your setup uh you can also take pictures and kind of look at it that way and see if that is something that is matching with uh what you want it to look like i know that with uh chaitanya what we did is i sat at my desk i pretended to work you know just like kind of normal and he took pictures of that and that's what we sent to the physical therapist So that was helpful so that she could see how I was sitting and kind of give us some feedback on that. Another question that we come across frequently is like, I want to actually boost my mental health. Is there any apps that I could use? So there are several apps that you could use to give your mental health that extra bit of love and care. The Moment app guides you through using your phone more healthily although this is available only for ios ios devices for android users a similar app called zen screen uh, lets you monitor your screen time set limits and reminders to take breaks another app that we would recommend is using headspace to help develop a meditation practice this app focuses on stress reduction and burnout as well and it can help you improve focus and concentration if you want to end up building healthy habits the fabulous app can help you build a healthy habit and actually stick to it at the time of this recording kaiser if anybody out there is a kaiser user and um, everybody might be a little bit different but at least for me uh, kaiser gives me the calm app for free and so just check into your providers and see what's available but chaitanya and i use the calm app and and we love that app we uh for i think sometime now because we have bike rides we kind of just go on a bike ride every morning but we used to have a routine which we want to implement again of meditating every morning and we would meditate with uh, two meditations from the calm app and that really helped us to just set gratitude for the day start the day mindfully and even you know get ready to work like it really got us ready to be focused on on our work for the day and you know whatever works for you you don't have to do a meditation it's just whatever works for you some people do music Some people do complete silence. Uh, Some people spend time with their kids. Whatever meditation means to you, just kind of, you know, find a way to get into that headspace. So just some final thoughts, you know, take a break, uh, go get some water, go for a walk, whatever it means to you to have enjoyable time and take care of your health, both physically and mentally. The happiest bloggers are those who have managed to strike a balance, and that's a heavy word, balance, but between work 
uh, success and self-care. So optimize your health for a successful blogging business and a fulfilling life, which is the most important. Thanks so much uh, because it's listeners like you that support our podcast. Um, And if you are enjoying this content, please subscribe on Spotify or iTunes. And you can find the show notes on bloggingbusinessowner.com slash nine. This is your co-host, Anna. And this is your co-host, Chaitanya. Thanks for taking the time to listen to us. And I hope you have an awesome day.